right, so welcome everybody to the Boost Hospitality Podcast. This is season six, episode five. And in this episode, we are going to talk about networking and more importantly, how to network the right way. It's a topic that I've wanted to speak about for a while now. And the reason being is I see so many people in the service accommodation world on the Facebook, just mass adding people. I, my own personal Facebook has been um, bombarded with friend requests and no actual message to find out why. Uh, it's not only until I send a message back saying, hey, you know, what's the friend request for? But I actually then get the message back saying, I'm looking to grow my network. I'm looking to meet more people, which is all well and good, but there's right ways and one ways to network. And that's just online. That's not to mention about offline events. And the reason why I wanted to do this episode in particular is because I feel that if we can talk about networking and if we can sort of take away the spammy aspect of it, we can talk about the powerful aspect of it and how we can do it for good. It will be a great way of not only growing your network, your, your reach of people that you can reach out to, to discuss about self uh, service accommodation and growing the business, but it's also a great way to helping you grow your business um, in service accommodation. Now, like every episode of this season of the Boost Hospitality podcast, I've reached out to a guest. And this week, I've decided to get on somebody that I've been wanting to chat to for a long time. It's Elaine Watt of the HLS podcast. Um, Elaine uh, has got a Facebook group. She's got a fantastic website. She's got a fantastic community. She does monthly meetups. Uh, she goes to a lot of events and I couldn't think of anybody else better to speak to when it comes to talking about network. So without further ado, I am going to bring her onto the show and Elaine, if you could do me a massive favor and just introduce yourself to the audience, let everybody know a little bit more about you and just how you got into this world of property and holiday lands, please. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Thanks for inviting me. It's so good to talk to you finally because, uh, yeah, we've been crossing paths online for such a while. I've been following what you're doing and it's super exciting. So thank you. It's great to talk to you. So my name is Elaine Watt, as, as Mark has said. I am the host of the Holiday Let Success podcast. I got into hospitality coming up for five years ago now. My original background was always property. My family have always done up properties, um, sales, network marketing, and, and customer service. And I think I never really knew exactly what it was that I wanted to do. And I think I've managed to pull all of those things together and find all of that within the hospitality industry. So yeah, it all came together. And, and here I am five years later. Amazing. So where are you based in the world? I am in Worcester in Worcestershire in the UK so where where Birmingham is and uh, kind of left <laughs> Birmingham and, and and had a left love it yeah <laughs> so um when did you uh first venture into the world of, of of property as in when did you start to run a rental business and, and whatnot can you like give like a sort of a time scale when we're filming this uh july 2019 what's the sort of path that you've taken since venturing into it to, to where we are now 
Okay. So I started off, we moved, me and my husband and our four children, we moved to Worcester about nine years ago. And it took us ages to find somewhere. We wanted somewhere we could do up. And we finally found this place we wanted to have as our forever home. We both moved around a lot, but found this place. And there's a Victorian walled garden out of the back. And there is... There was this little door that went through this really overgrown area and we found this what used to be a gardener's room and my mind starts ticking straight away before we've even moved in what could I do with that and after we moved in we decided we'd do it up and first of all it was for my husband to to work in as an office but uh, that didn't last long because I was like Stuart out I've got a plan for this <laughs> so shoved him in a corner in the in the house but don't worry, he's looked after now. He's got a lovely place to sit now. It, it was temporary. <laughs> so this tiny little place, it's just a little studio. And I really got started there. I just got started with Airbnb, really got the bug, started to grow. And uh, we had a place up in Sheffield. And that place, we moved from long-term let to short-term let. And, and that probably was about a year after it. It took me a year, I would say, to start to feel confident that I could operate something from a distance mm -hmm. and since then I've now got another four places and I'll probably stick at four for now and uh, focus on building up my bookings here and building up the holiday let success podcast and, and hopefully sharing what I've learned so far before before growing further I like um how you segue onto the podcast that's one of my next questions so when did you think about getting started with a podcast what was the inspiration behind it and when did you just go you know what I'm just going to record something and see how it goes well really I started it because I had absolutely no idea what I was doing when I first got going uh, as, as a holiday rental owner I absolutely no idea and I, I knew that I needed to to learn internet marketing as well as just relying on the OTAs I knew I wanted some form of control of my business so it, it was I delved into learning about internet marketing and that was when I first found out about podcasting and I was like oh, this is amazing this is obviously what I've got to do so it, it gave I thought I can't be the only person who is in this situation thinking I have no idea how to do this I don't know what I'm doing and I thought it would be great to share with other people that were in a similar situation to me to hopefully help them get the hang of it to take control of their business and grow and, and make it into something with longevity with a future and it gave me a really good excuse to speak to people that were doing this and and take some amazing advice for i've had the opportunity to speak to just some absolutely incredible people across the industry now um what was the first thing that you did when you wanted to start to get guests on the show because this is a this is like really is sort of going back to what we were talking about as a topic and the theme of this is about networking so how did you a pluck up the courage to go and speak to somebody and say hey come on my show is in my podcast what did you do how did you go about it and and yeah just sort of share some some gems in in, in that if you could please yeah sure so to pluck up the courage i i literally just decided i'm going to have to do this it's it's now i've written it down it's a goal it's got to happen it's on the list so it's got to be ticked off so i decided that i would reach out in a way that took the 
took everything off me and went on to them, the person that I was contacting. So I found people that I thought were super interesting in the industry. And I found people that I thought I would be able to reach out to via email rather than, you know, I started following them on, on social media, et cetera, and learned a bit about them and read up on them. And then I found people that I found that I could just send an email straight through to them. And I tried to, uh, attempt to talk to them from a way of how can I help you rather than going in to say what can I get from you what can I get from this person and just going in going this is my business this is what I'm doing trying to sell myself and trying to sell my business I went in from a a different position of can I help you share what it is you're doing with other holiday homeowners via a podcast yes I'm new um, but I would love you to be one of my first guests big plans for it and I really think what you're doing would be fantastic for for other holiday homeowners and I'd love to share it and, and just a quick one when when, yeah. when when is this in the sort of time scale what year, what year is this I actually started the podcast within weeks letting out the holiday home so about coming up for five years horribly coming up for five years ago I don't know where that time has flown by so yeah it was really quick because I just thought I've I've got to learn I need to know what I'm doing that's amazing (laughs) what I like about that is um, well number one the reason why I think that it has worked so well is five years ago podcasts were still kind of new now you can get podcasts readily and you can start a podcast so easy literally if you've got an anchor account you can just record some on your phone put it on there and it's a podcast five years ago that wasn't the case and by reaching out to you know the people on your list and by saying i've got an audience you know people were sort of starting to figure out about podcast marketing about how to spread their their knowledge on this audio platform and starting to realize in that audio is is such a consumable content it's something that you don't have to sit down and watch you don't have to um attend a two-day event just to do it you know you can literally listen in your car or you can do it where you're you know doing the dishes or the ironing or just walking the dog or however it's it's the way that people consume audio the way that people will be consuming this it's no two are the same so it's a great idea and fantastic so who do do you remember the first person you ever reached out to to be a guest on on the show uh yes i do it was i'll I'll never forget because i was so nervous when i did the recording and i was i was dreading hearing my voice back um it was phil schofield not of breakfast television uh, fame, <laughs> but Phil Schofield of Schofield's Insurance. Um, okay. They provide they provide holiday home insurance, so he was a great one to start with because again, that was an area I needed to know about quickly. I like and he helped me. I what I like about that is that a you're you're speaking to an expert in the field, and you're doing it on a platform where you can learn but you're obviously then going to help others learn at the same time and uh, another way to look at it and this is what i like what um, a lady called janet murray does is janet murray is if you've ever listened to her earlier podcast and i've listened to a, a lot of her podcasts she's i think she's an award-winning podcaster she's fantastic at what she does but in the earlier podcast she was doing exactly the same she was building up her business and ha- bringing in experts 
And it was pretty much like a free coaching call, but where everybody could listen to because you're, you're asking the experts, you're getting advice and you can pretty much tailor the questions where it's like, so what would you do in this situation? It's like a friend is asking this question, you know, my friend, but really it's like writing all the notes down. I'm going to put this into practice straight away afterwards. Great stuff. So again, coming back to the topic, how can you network without being spammy? This is a, a great way that Elena's touched upon some really good little bits and I've, and, I've, and I've been writing this down. So number one, don't just go straight in bombarding with messages, follow on social media, find people that you find interesting, find out a little bit more about them. And then when you're confident at that point, put together an email, find the real email address and send them an email. Don't try and do it on a platform where they've got so much noise. Like for example, Twitter is a good example. You know, um, five years ago, every, everybody was was using the Twitter. And if you were to send maybe a direct message on that platform, it would be lost in all the other hundreds of people who'd be sending direct messages trying to get their time. Take a bit of time, craft out something and send them an, an email. Was it... Um, so when, when you reached out to uh, Phil, was it quite easy to explain what a podcast was and, and what, did it take a little bit of time to explain what was going on? Were they quite receptive to it? Do you know, I've, I've never had a problem uh, with people not knowing what a podcast was. And I've actually only out of so many guests that I've invited, I've only ever had one person turn that down. And he, it was because his um, English was his second language and he was a little nervous about doing the, the full podcast. But aside from that, anybody I've spoken to and I, they jump at the chance to be able to share what it is that they're doing because yeah. what other way, I mean, they're, they're on social media, they, they are on, they've got their own websites, but where have they actually had the chance to explain step-by-step purely what it is that they do with some mm. really good questions just pulled out which I needed to ask and I knew that other holiday homeowners would ask as well where have they got that opportunity so it, it was it was just like a no-brainer for most people and I hope that part of the the yes was the way that I approached um, good I'm sure it was because if, if you'd have gone it any other way you'd have had a lot more no's than you did yeses so we, we quickly mentioned Twitter there and there's something that you have started up if you'd like to just uh, segue into talking about book direct hour and how that came about and how it all works and more importantly how people can join in sure so hashtag book direct hour is something that I've started on Twitter take place at HLS pod on Twitter every Friday at 12 o'clock UK time the reason I started it was because Twitter, as you just touched on, is such a noisy place. And it's when you're using Twitter, you want to be on Twitter, but you can start feeling like you're just slinging tweets out into a chasm. You've no idea if they're, they're really getting looked at to start with. And it can feel like it's just going out into to emptiness. You're trying to check if you're using the right hashtags. You're trying to check if if you're speaking to people at the right time of day, there's so many things to think about and you want your presence to be there. But what I wanted to do was to try to give people who are 
time poor when it comes to marketing on Twitter, a way to really concentrate those marketing efforts into a single hour per week and really just get everybody's eyes on this one section. If we all power up during that hour using hashtag book direct hour, we're all focused on the same thing. And that's sharing, first of all, how good it is to book direct. And I hope that it supports the book direct movement, which has started brilliantly by Amy, Amy Highnote over in, uh, in America. I really hope that it supports that and it supports all of us as individual holiday homeowners share the message that people can book direct. They don't automatically have to go to the OTAs and they can get better stuff coming direct to us. I think it's working. Um, I saw a, a news article this week, and again, this is this has been recorded in July 2019. Um, for everybody that, you, when you come to listen to it, you'll already know you've had an email this week from, from booking.com where they are just adjusting how we, um, as property owners can market our properties. Uh, they are doing so because they have seen there is a bigger need now from the public to book direct. They are actually going and actively searching properties. Um, and this is definitely because I believe that there are more people talking about it. When I mean people, I mean hospitality owners and property owners are talking about book direct, the benefits of doing so. Um, people are becoming more wiser to why they should book direct. And I, and I honestly believe it's because of, you know, groups and online Facebook groups and Twitter support and um, all the things that are just been going on where we've been uh, educating the owners to educate the guests. And I think that we are starting to see a nice little shift. Um, hopefully this continues Hopefully this keeps going, but things like this on Twitter, online, where we're talking about it and we have a dedicated hour to it and there's dedicated days to it on social media, um, I think it will long continue. Okay, so taking it from the world of online to the world of offline. Now you host uh, monthly uh, meetups in your local area. Uh, you attend events and conferences. When did you decide to do it? Why did you decide to do it? And what benefits have you seen for not only the HLS podcast, but for the rental business? What benefits have you seen for your business from, from doing so? Yeah, I have seen a, a lot of benefits. There's two sides to my networking, really. And one side is for the, the Holiday Let Success podcast. And that's really the meetups on a monthly basis. And I think it's building what I wanted to do was build a community, a place where people can meet in person and see there are other people that are doing this because it's quite a lonely industry to be in. If you're an individual owner, you, you, you are faced with your computer day in, day out. And of course, your guests. But aside from that, you, you haven't always got somewhere where you can go to, to talk through issues and niggles, what's working, what's not working, and how to overcome those bumps in the road that we all have when, when we're learning, when we're getting set up. And, and certainly when we're past learning and setting up, there's always something happening. There's always going to be a bump in the road. And just to be able to share that and find out what someone else might have done in that instance I mean that's been been brilliant for me as a business owner and given me the chance to talk to humans so that's <laughs> been really good <laughs> not just sitting behind my computer 
so uh, from that side great yeah i was going to say uh, how did you go about creating it how did you go about spreading the word and yeah just sort of just how did you get it going and what would be your advice to anybody who's watching this thinking i could do with a bit of humanization speaking to somebody else i might create something similar like what what some bits of tips and advice would you pass on for that i i would say keep it casual to get started with and meet somewhere that's got parking and that is easy to get to because I've learned from a, another event that I organize a Toastmasters meeting where I learned to public speak. One of the biggest things that made our club such a, a success was the fact that it was very easy for people to get there. And so I really learned a lot from setting that up and I just duplicated that for holiday homeowners I was like why aren't I doing this meeting for for holiday homeowners and one of the most the biggest successes I've had is uh, with meetup.com and that is a great online tool you can also there's also an app meetup shares any event that is going on in your area you can go to meetup.com and you can search my area within however many miles about whatever your subject is and everything all the meetups under that subject within that distance of your area will pop up on there so i knew there were people searching for this so i was straight onto meetup.com i've also talked about it a lot on social media but meetup.com hugely successful i also use um oh, what's it called eventbrite there you go eventbrite yes, nice. got there in the end <laughs> i was going to ask about eventbrite but yeah definitely eventbrite is a is a real good place for advertising any anything like like meetup.com Fantastic. So those are some good little tools and tips. I especially like the parking takeaway from that. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's a very good bit of advice. You don't want people uh, rocking up complaining that they've had to walk for 20 minutes just to, <laughs> just yeah. to get or indeed not coming at all. Cause it's a barrier. Yeah. People are going to have an opportunity to, yeah, I want it easy. I want them to be able to come and enjoy it and yeah, I want them to come back again. So, um, it's, it's a really interesting journey that you've gone down, like you say, you've started up with uh, the property or properties and pretty much straight away you've, you've created the podcast and you've used it as a way to meet people. You've used it as a way to get um, more insight to your business, which has helped you, which has been fantastic. And now you've sort of transitioned again to where you've got the, the Facebook group, you've got the training website, um, you're doing all these sort of extra things now where you're sort of coaching and, and helping other rental owners. What was the transition to that like? Uh, what made you do it and, and what have you found to be the benefits of doing so? I think what I wanted to do was just help people who were where I was a few years ago because oftentimes it's just a very few pieces of information that are missing. It's a bit of guidance. It's pointing people in the right direction, giving them the confidence to go ahead and make the changes or to systemize or to take on a channel manager or to vary their marketing or to really look outside what it is they're doing and just see that there are other ways because you can get very stuck in what it is that you're doing not really look up and find that there's lots of different things going on there's lots of different ways to market your property 
and people can be struggling along not knowing that there's other people out there feeling the same so I wanted to to imagine if I was back there where I was that there was somebody like me that I could have reached out to that was just a little bit further down the road than I was just to share everything that had occurred and just just help them through it yeah no 100 percent and um it's it's like you've transitioned and created a a third part to the business um and over the last couple of years since doing that have you got a for, for from all the businesses that you do have you got a a favorite failure so what i mean by this is something that you've done something's gone wrong and you've absolutely flipped it from a negative into a positive and where you can look back at it now and go yeah that was something that's gone wrong but we fixed it we've created it and it's and it's turned out all the better for it i hate this question because there are so many things i did wrong mm-hmm. there's so many to choose from um, there's numerous things but i was trying to pick out something that that would be useful for for people who are listening to to try and avoid and i think what i did that was the biggest actually i thought i was moving forwards quickly and actually I probably slowed myself down purely by not having enough systems in place to know exactly what to do in every situation because I tried to grow without having that there. So I'm taking on two properties without first having all the systems in place from already having three set up. So I moved very quickly from three to five and I know there's people out there that they're taking on loads and loads of properties and they're growing like crazy but for me I needed the the framework a hundred percent complete and because I then I had to then focus on building up these two new properties I hadn't really finished off exactly what it was exactly how I was going to market these properties and who it was I was marketing to and because I didn't finish that off my message wasn't clear and I didn't get enough bookings in straight away. So I had to step back, systemize, decide who it was I was talking to and really hone my message. And then I started to build everything up again and really start moving forwards. But it was that just, I was just so desperate to, to grow. And, and it, you know, with hindsight, I probably made life more difficult for myself. <laughs> no, and I guarantee that you will not be the only one at all um, scaling and growing a business, but then not having the systems and the structure in place. I can, I can guarantee that 80% of the people that uh, listening or watching this back will be like nodding ahead going, yep, yeah, absolutely. Because it is something and it's, and it's, again, it's another thing that doesn't really get mentioned enough, I think. And thankfully now, there are a lot of people out there that have started businesses which are helping other businesses to, to system and scale in the world of hospitality, which is, which is good to see. Um, we had Amanda and David in episode three of this podcast, and they've got a business called SA Angels, which you know we spoke about that, about um, building a system, building a structure, outsourcing your business um, to, to, to mean that you can look after the more important tasks. So that is very good. So uh, we, we have talked about it a little bit. We talked about the podcast and, and the coaching business and whatnot. Could you just give people a little bit of more of an idea of if they wanted to 
find the podcast, if they wanted to find out more about you, if they wanted to attend any events that, that you're running, what's the best way for people right now to go and do so? Absolutely. If you want to take a listen to the podcast, you can go to the iTunes store and search in Holiday Let Success and you will find us there. We're also on anywhere that you get your podcast, you will find us. Alternatively, you can head to the website, which is hlspod.com forward slash podcast, and you can listen there too. If you wanted to have a chat with me, I would love to have a chat with you, even if it's just to to vent something or share something that you've, you've struggled with, or even if it's something to, just to share something that's been going great, head to hlspod.com forward slash zoom and book a 20 minute call with me. I'd love to chat to you. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you very much for this. Um, I really hope that everybody tuning in goes and checks out the podcast there are a ton of episodes loads of episodes like you can literally scroll down and pick out anything that you want from all sides of aspects of a business um which 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 i have done you know um which is which has been really good for to for, for me just to find out more about the industry about more about how all these other little things work it's, it's, a, it's a really good little tool to do so and i encourage everybody doesn't matter whether you uh, a guest house owner, a hotel owner, a rental owner, obviously, but it's, it's for everybody in the world of hospitality because there's so much tactics and tips in there. Um, Elaine, thank you very much for being My on pleasure. this show. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. So as you can tell, uh, this is season six of the Boost Hospitality podcast. That means you've got five more seasons that you can go and check out right now. Again, just go to boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast. Um, each season has been packaged up to talk about different topics. The first season talks about how you can increase your direct bookings in just five steps. Uh, we even interview other hospitality owners about their biggest tactics and tips for boosting their direct bookings all the way up to last season where I show you how to run a Facebook competition step-by-step step, and you can tune in and you can just follow both steps. So thank you very much for listening to this. Please go and check out uh, the rest are available. Like we said on iTunes and thanks to anchor, they literally put us everywhere, Spotify, you name it. Uh, but before you do leave, please head over to iTunes. This is where I want you to go and go leave one of those lovely five-star reviews to get more people aware of it. And if you want to find out anything else about Boostly, just go to B O O S T L Y.co uk thank you very much and we'll be back for another episode very very soon and we stop recording